1: Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Packaday Podcast. You can get all your Packaday updates by following us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co-host, Andrew Murtig. It's a Friday show. We're back. We're
2: excited to be here. How are you doing, Mister Mertig? Yeah, absolutely great to be back. Coming off of another victory over the Chicago Bears, and really, we're on the home stretch, right? We used to we used to call this the last quarter of the season, uh, the last four games. Now, of course, it's confusing with seventeen, but uh, definitely a lot of things to be really excited about uh, for the Packers. A lot at stake over the next four weeks, and. Uh, also, it's the holidays, so, I mean, you know, lots of fun things to look forward to.
1: Lots of fun things
2: to look forward to, lots
1: of football coming up, and meaningful football for these Green Bay Packers each and every week as they now are in great position to get that first round by. So, uh, do you want to jump right into some news to kick off the show, Andrew? Yeah, let's do it. Not some great news. This is not not something we enjoy Sharing, but it did come out on Thursday that Kenny Clark tested positive for COVID. Obviously, that's huge news. He's such an essential part for this defense, and obviously, his health is the priority when you're talking about some of these things. But it sounds like he's vaccinated, and it's really interesting. This is all really fresh, but uh, it's interesting. It's confusing. It sounds like the NFL is working to change some protocols which would potentially allow Clark to play on Sunday, which never would have been possible with the old protocols just from last week. But it sounds like if Clark is asymptomatic and can produce one negative test in the next couple of days, there's a chance that he could play on Sunday, which is all wild and just really, you know, leaves a lot of question marks hanging out there. But, you know, possible that he'd play football on Sunday. I don't know what to think of it, but obviously from a football standpoint, that is big news.
2: Yeah, and obviously, we're seeing stories from all around the league of COVID ravaging teams and, you know, impacting a lot of what's going to happen on Saturday and Sunday. Well, and even the Thursday night matchup, which is on as we're recording, lots and lots of players out. And so. I mean, I would expect that to continue. the The spread continues, and so we'll see what the NFL does um, if the NFLPA and and the NFL can come to some sort of agreement to change some of these things to get more, more players on the field. But um, that's definitely something to note. And obviously, another thing that we're all too familiar with is Packers fans are injuries. Yeah. And Baltimore's got a big one. Uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, is ailing. And he did not practice on Thursday, so that's really kind of the update. It does seem as this week is going on that there's more and more pessimism about Lamar Jackson being able to play. And so, you know, I've I've read several times it's going to be a game time decision. Really, really kind of coming down to can he get uh, loose on Sunday and and play it all, and we will see. I I think you know from a very selfish. Packers fan standpoint of course Lamar Jackson being out means a a lot easier game on Sunday yes but you know just from somebody who loves the game it's it's a bummer to see a a star like that a Mm -hmm. guy who is recently an MVP of the league uh, missing this game and, and the chance to have Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson match up yeah obviously it makes this
1: game a lot easier to win without Lamar but even those wins are a little bit oh what's the word like They just don't feel as you you don't celebrate those the same because you understand it's a value in the win total. But, you know, it's a totally different football team that you're playing. So um, health to Lamar Jackson here and forward, I guess. But we're back today for another round of key, uh, key matchups and X factors. And as always, we're going to take some time and dive into the Packers upcoming opponent this week those Ravens, their roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in this football game. And then, of course, uh, we each share our X-Factor prediction each week at the end of the show. So Packers are ready to keep things rolling. Uh, We are hoping that they are ready to dive into this Week 15 game that we've got. And they are ready to take on these Ravens. So let's talk about them and see what is going to be on
2: tap for this Sunday matchup. Yeah, the first matchup that really stood out to me was Eric Stokes against Hollywood Brown. And, you know, do you want to talk about speed, Kyle? I like speed. Let's talk about speed. Yeah. This is an absolutely electric matchup. I'm not sure I have seen a more complete game uh, from Stokes than he had last week. And it's weird because like, you barely heard his name. You wouldn't even know he played based on most of the coverage. Um, but that's the life of a corner who's playing really well. You just keep your name out of the announcer's mouth because you're busy just shutting down the opposing receiver. Uh, Hollywood Brown poses a really unique challenge because he's that smaller, quicker type of receiver who probably will give Stokes a little bit of trouble. You know, in my opinion... Stokes is more of a long speed guy than suddenness. I talked about his hip stiffness uh, leading up to the draft. And and so, you know, this will will be a, a little bit of a tough matchup for him. That challenge is mitigated a little bit if Lamar Jackson can't play. But I'm loving the development we're seeing from Stokes. And I expect another nice showing, even if this is a matchup that would be a whole heck of a lot better suited for Jair Alexander. Um, one thing that sh- I should note is uh, Marquise Brown did not practice on Thursday due to a illness. It wasn't listed as COVID, um, so we will see. We, we've seen you know some other illnesses going around teams and and causing players to miss games or, or kind of be limited as well. So. Uh, lots and lots of interesting things going on yeah here. It really so
1: interesting and we've seen a couple cases where illness pops up before a covid case can be confirmed right because they know that they're sick and they're waiting on those those tests and those kinds of things so it's just a really interesting time it seems like we're just in the midst of this and it seems like it's going to be the part of the rest of the season really um, but you're absolutely right what i really think is interesting there is you're pointing out that every week is a different flavor right so eric stokes is played so well, but you work your way through a rookie season and that's why you get the ups and downs uh, to these rookie players because they play really well against one player and the next week it's a totally different brand of player and Hollywood is obviously very, very unique. So that will be a fun one to watch. For me, I'm going to be watching Aaron Jones versus the Baltimore linebackers, okay? Uh, A.J. Dillon has been so much fun to watch, and the Jones injury really forced the Packers to rely on him more, and he absolutely did not disappoint. Now that the Packers have both Dillon and Jones, Dillon is definitely going to continue to see a pretty sizable role in this offense, and I believe Dillon's role will actually allow the Packers to get more really increasingly creative with Jones as a receiver and that's where I think this matchup is really interesting the Ravens have Patrick Queen a linebacker who is of course a super athletic player Uh, but PFF really doesn't grade him all that well his grade is actually horrific especially in coverage which you would not expect from his profile and then Baltimore has Josh Bynes and he's actually their best linebacker right now He was the Ravens' highest-graded defender in general in Week 14. Uh, So we're going to see Aaron Jones highly involved in the passing game, and I will be watching to see how he matches up in space with guys like Bynes and Queen. Uh, If you ask Ravens fans, they believe that Queen is a pro bowler. Uh, but I think we'll see Lafleur try to exploit that inconsistency and overaggression in coverage on Sunday, especially with the Packers being short on that wide receiver depth right now.
2: Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. I'm actually going to talk about the linebackers a little bit more later on. Um, but my my second key matchup is actually between coaches, which we don't do very often, right? Um, and, and this key matchup is going to be Maurice Drayton against John Harbaugh and Chris Horton. Uh, Chris Horton's the special teams coordinator for the Ravens in case you didn't know. And uh, yeah, talking about special teams, kind of gross, man. Not sure that I really like this, but after the debacle that was last week and and really, you know, how bad this unit has been over the last few seasons, I can't think of a worse matchup to try to bounce back against than the Baltimore Ravens. John Harbaugh, if you don't know, was a special teams coordinator for the Eagles before he became a head coach. And the Ravens have had a a top special teams unit for the last 13 years under his tutelage. They are always assignment sound. They invest resources in their special teamers. And also, Hey, they have an all timer in Justin Tucker. I, I don't think Baltimore actually is going to be pulling out of their bag of tricks in this game on special teams because they really don't have to. Yeah. There's no need. Uh, returners are going to be tempted to take the ball out of the end zone and kick returns, catch punts. That might be, might be touchbacks. No one is afraid to kick, uh, or no no one is afraid of kick or punt returns against Packers. I don't need kick return touchdowns. I don't need block punts. All I'm asking for is assignment sure football. Block your assignment. Gang tackle a guy within 10 yards of catching a punt. If if the Packers can just be solid against the Ravens, if they come in and Drayton has a, a solid game plan, and I understand He can't control everything that happens on the field. But if they can just come in with a solid plan, it can be executed reasonably well. And the special teams is just solid. They should have a really good chance to win this game. Yeah, it's really interesting and frustrating because LaFleur has talked about how
1: really um, the problem with correcting some of the problems is that the problems are different every week. And we've seen it all really, I mean, came together last week. And we talked about how could the Packers lose that football game, Andrew, at the very end of the show last week. And we kind of him hot around and kind of came up with some answers and. The Packers are the better football team. Our answer should have been an emphatic special teams, right? In hindsight, that was the way that they were going to lose that football game if they did. And Lafleur says it's a different problem every week. We're trying to figure it out, kind of giving some grace to Drayton. But at the same time, that is a frustration. That's not an excuse, that it seems to be woven into the fabric of this special teams unit that there's just problems everywhere and not even just one specific place where you look to try to improve. So I think that starts this week. Obviously an emphasis has been placed there, but you're right. I mean, this is not an easy assignment to go out there and be like, yeah, this is the week we're going to get better because you play a John Harbaugh special teams unit that's playing very well and always plays very well. So will be so much fun and maybe not <laughs> depending to see how that goes this week. But uh, my next one here is Preston Smith. Versus Alejandro Villanueva. And the Ravens are another team, along with the Green Bay Packers, that have had its fair share of injuries along the offensive line. They lost Ronnie Stanley early to an injury. And Alejandro Villanueva slid over from the right tackle spot to the left tackle. And he's held up pretty well there. But he's been a lot better as a run blocker than as a pass blocker. In fact, he's grading near the bottom of the league for pro football focus as a pass blocker. Jake Morley pointed out this week on Twitter uh, that Villanueva's 48 pressures allowed are the second most in the NFL among tackles, and we know just how good Preston Smith can be and how good he has been as of late. So Preston has five sacks in the last four games and has a higher pressure rate right now in 2021 than Zadarius Smith had back in 2020. So, just to say how impactful he's been. It's been huge. Uh, we know, of course, Rashawn Gary is going to be disruptive. He's going to be out there making plays. But I expect Villanueva to be the weak link in this pass uh, protection. And so I will be keeping an eye on that left tackle spot to see if Green Bay is able to take advantage, get some pressure and disrupt and already hobble Lamar Jackson if he's even out there. So uh, worth noting that Villanueva is listed as questionable right now for that football game on Sunday. So even if he were to play, uh, I think there's, you know, maybe some optimism you want him on the field because of the, the, you know, the opportunity. But it's a a thin group anyway for the Ravens. But those are our key matchups. Let's take a look at some X-Factor predictions now, Andrew. Um, We're not going to toot our own horn. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Uh, But I think we did it again, Andrew. Last week, our calls for X-Factor were Eric Stokes, Solid call, my friend. And Dean Lowry. Stokes was probably playing his best game of the year out there, as we talked about earlier. Absolutely awesome game from him. Uh, he didn't get the INT that you were hoping for, but it was absolutely an X-factor by definition. And then I had Dean Lowry, and I didn't get the strip sack that I wanted, right? Uh, but Lowry was the Packers' third highest-grade Great defender for uh, pro football focus. So I'll take that as a win. And we certainly uh, did more there with, with Lowry holding up in the trenches played really well. So uh, let's try this again, Andrew, who's going to be your X factor prediction
0: for this game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I'm I'm a little less confident this week, but I'm going to go with Josiah DeGuara. The, the Packers absolutely have to continue to look for receiving threats over the middle to make up for the lack of having Robert Tunyon and Randall Cobb. And, you know, the Ravens have a history of elite level linebacker play, but that really has not been the case this year. And you, you pointed it out already, so I won't. I won't beat this dead horse too much, but you know, Josh Bynes has been their best linebacker, as you mentioned, but has played half the snaps. Patrick queen has. And the former draft crush of Packers fans everywhere has been, well, as you stated, not very good, right? Pro football focus, that grade that you were talking about 42.4. That, that leaves him 63rd out of 83 eligible linebackers. We know pro, pro football focus, not always perfect, but uh, they, they're they right enough, right? Like, there's very few times when you raise your eyebrows and you're like, they think that player's good, except maybe HaHa Clinton-Dix. That, that's <laughs> was about gonna it. I going to say. It's a limit, limitation Ha-ha. to it. Yeah, but his coverage grade, as you mentioned, 39.2, which is just atrocious. And this is a player who was thought of, you know, as that kind of matchup eraser linebacker, the guy that you were going to throw out there and tight ends weren't going to be an issue for you. And he has just right, not right. been good in that. Um, his development has been slow, which doesn't mean he won't be a good player. Remember Patrick Green was coming out in the draft very young, really only one year of, of starting experience at LSU. This is the guy who was thrown into it. He's now looked at as the guy in a very complex defensive scheme, a lot of responsibility for him. So like I said, it doesn't mean he's not going to inevitably be good, but this is a matchup Aaron Rodgers should be eager to exploit. And, I keep waiting for Deguara to flip on that switch consistently. We've seen some nice little flashes from him, but I really think this is the week to do it. Um, I I think we're going to see some of Deguara out of the backfield as a fullback. I think we're going to see him uh, lined up as tight end, and I, I think he's got an opportunity to do a little damage. I like that call a lot, and I'm I don't know where to talk about Deguara
1: or to talk a little bit about Patrick Queen in response because I like so much of what you said. Uh, Deguara, man, I really feel like this last week. Um, you, I think you're calling for the Deguara come-out game, right? This this coming week, but I really felt like yeah. last week was the first. You know, maybe he took some baby steps in some games, but last week felt like. There's a role developing there. Right. Like this is the Packers have had time to get creative. Uh, things are starting to come together. And it felt like, OK, they're writing him into this game script. And so that was kind of you know fun to see that progression. But I'm with you. Uh, let's get the first big DeGuar game here this coming week. I like it a lot. And then Patrick Queen, you're right. I mean, we're offseason guys. Right. We love the draft. And Queen was one of those players. Right. He's coming out. He really only has the one year of production that you feel really, really good about, but he's so, so young that the idea is that like, you know, he's going to grow into be that player. That's this next, uh, highly athletic player from LSU, right? The, uh, the Dion Jones or the, uh, Devin white, right. This is going to be the next guy. And you kind of take that gamble when you've got the limited sample size and you've got the young player and obviously. It'd be dumb to judge him at this point in his career, Uh, but so interesting just to see how those guys pan out or don't or the progression at which that they, you know, slowly acclimate to the NFL, still a really young player. So we're hoping that this is not the game where he puts it all together, I guess is what we're saying. So uh, I'm going to go with Adrian Amos here as my as my call. And I know Amos is almost in a place where you shouldn't be able to pick him as an X factor, but I'm going to do it this week because I think his assignments in this game are going to give him a chance to make some big plays. And first, I feel like I need to say right out of the gate, I'm building this with the idea that Lamar is going to be in this game. If this changes, I think maybe Amos's responsibilities shift a little bit. And maybe this is less of an aggressive call uh, that I would make. But uh, first, I expect Green Bay will be able to score in this football game. So I think that this is a Ravens team that's going to have to try to pass to make some big plays to get back, right? And as talented as Lamar Jackson is, Um, accuracy has always been something that he struggled with a little bit. So I think there are going to be some interception opportunities in this game, especially late in those moments of trying to get back in it. That said, I also think we will see Amos in coverage with someone like Mark Andrews and the other tight ends, uh, getting those opportunities. I think we'll see him, uh, with some responsibility for containing Lamar, right. As a runner as well. So I fully expect Amos to be all over the field on Sunday. And as good as he's been performing, it's really hard for me not to pick him as an X-Factor because I think his big opportunities are going to be plentiful
2: this weekend. Yeah, Amos has been just so good. And I think even undervalued in the eyes of Packers fans. As as many people are that are, that are shouting out what he's been doing, there's a lot that he does that goes unnoticed. And so, you know, big kudos to him for having such a fantastic year. And hopefully that continues because the Packers secondary right now looks fantastic. Yeah, they do. And this is without all-world Jair Alexander. You know, we don't know if he's coming back or not, but if he does— that makes a lot of these matchups for the the secondary really, really interesting and exciting. And I I'd throw the Packers secondary out there against any receiving threat they're going to face in the NFC yeah. and be very confident that they can hold them down. So we get to the part of the show uh, where we talk about, like, what is the path to victory for either team? So I'm just going to mention, I think for the Ravens, I, I do expect that Tyler Hundley is going to be the quarterback. And he, he's an interesting, he's a really dynamic player. Um, certainly doesn't bring the kind of arm accuracy that Lamar Jackson does, but um, has the ability to give defenses fits because of the athlete that he is. I think, you know, you're going to see some read option and some interesting uh, plays with some jet motion, some maybe a little trickeration going on with the Ravens offense. If Hundley is at quarterback, um the the Ravens running backs shouldn't scare anybody um but they have blocked really well for them and they've gotten the yards that were blocked for uh the the them as running backs they have some big play threats of course Mark Andrews can be dangerous Marquise Brown can be dangerous Um, Even Sammy Watkins, who hasn't been particularly good this year, certainly a a downfield threat. So, you know, you're going to have to play your safeties deep and then that's going to invite the Ravens to run at you up the gut. And hey, guess what? We may not have Kenny Clark. So yeah, yeah. that that part could lead to some chain moving. I think, you know, with, with Aaron Rodgers and the way this offense is clicking right now, I'm not very scared of the Ravens. I think, you know, there's the opportunity for them to produce some pressure um, mm-hmm. up front. I, I, they have some injuries that they're dealing with there as well. Um, so, you know, maybe that works in the Packers' favor. But, you know, the Packers are going to be starting for non-preferred offensive linemen. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they are going to have to play it a little bit more conservatively than they normally do. They're going to have to get the running game going. So I think that's an opportunity for the Ravens to, um, you know, have an advantage. I don't think the Ravens' secondary is what it normally is. Um, I, is Marlon Humphrey out? I believe that like is correct for, for the season. Ah, uh, I or, do not. Or I don't know. I he's out for this whatever game. Yeah. it is, yeah. he's he's out for this game, and um, that is such a huge blow to the secondary. I think you know Marcus Peters can hurt you, but uh, always susceptible to some double moves, and they they have some young players in that secondary that I think Aaron Rodgers is is going to have an opportunity to exploit. But this is a good defense. And so, you know, they have the chance to stop the Packers offense. And if they can get a little bit going with the offense and then, of course, special teams. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Need I say more? Yeah, we
1: just need to tack that on at the end as a understood statement. Right. But uh, you're absolutely right. I think the opportunities are going to be there for the Packers on offense. Uh, One of the other and this is just off the top of my head. One of the other uh, safeties for the Ravens went on the COVID list just today as well. So this is just a continuing problem. Uh, that, you know, it's you're rota- rotating players in and anytime you have to do that, uh, you know, creates opportunities for the offense. But um, I think you hit a lot of it. Right. I think whether it's Lamar's, you know, legs or Huntley's legs, I think that's going to be a if I'm the Ravens coming into this game and the Packers don't have Kenny Clark, I'm going to run the ball until you prove me that I cannot. Because, I mean, you, you're talking about taking Kenny Clark out of the center of this defense. He does so much. I think you just attack there and then you run with your quarterback and do things that are tricky that the Packers haven't really seen. And that's a terrifying proposition, maybe a couple of years ago, right? I think when you're talking about a capers defense or a Petton defense, that's something you're like unexpected, uh, just trickery. You, you mentioned that word is something that I feel like this, this, you know, the Packers didn't always contain that super well with the creativity. I have so much more faith in Joe Barry this year, Uh, which is something I think so many fans wouldn't have said right Uh, coming into the season that expectation but I I think we've shown we played Kyler Murray really well Um, I think that they'll do okay against this team but I think for me it's the run game whether that's the quarterback running the ball or if, if they don't have Kenny Clark I think that's how this game gets away from the Packers if it does.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And kind of a silly overlook on my part for X factor is TJ Slayton. Yeah, I think, you know, in the absence of Kenny Clark, if he is, in fact, out is going to get a whole heck of a lot of run in this game. Yeah, yeah. he's he's been impressive so far. And so, you know, it's going to be up to Slayton and Kingsley Kiki and Dean Lowry to really play a good game. Uh, Maybe sprinkle in some Tyler Lancaster and, and, you know, have this front is going to need to be stout. Uh, in order for the Packers secondary to get the opportunities Mm -hmm. to to make the plays that they've been making. But that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe, and please, please, please consider giving us a rating, a five-star review. For the Pack a Day podcast. Uh, It would be a wonderful Christmas present to all of us. Uh, (laughs) You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. And next week we'll be back getting ready for the Packers' Week 16 game against the Cleveland Browns. Speaking of Christmas, Christmas. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember.